Hello, hello, hello. I'm the Poetry Lady and welcome to my podcast. My vision is to keep art, dreams and poetry alive and also give platforms to more young poets and writers to dream, grow and find their feet. My podcast will help you learn, understand poetry, what makes poets tick, creativity and everything in between. Hello, welcome to the School of Poetry with the Poetry Lady. Today I'm going to be talking about poetry. How to title your poem? At what point do you title your poem before or after or right at the end? So firstly, we need to know what poetry is and why you're actually sitting down to write it. So... Poetry is not just a bunch of words that you throw together, although it is romantic, it's scary, it makes you cry, it's full of emotions. Poetry still remains one of the oldest genres of literature that is still keeping the younger generation alive today. Most songwriters use a bit of poetry in their songs. So you find that poetry in itself is life. It imitates life in a sense because it shows you the good, the bad and the ugly. So let's get into it. Poetry is life-changing. Sometimes it's filled with emotion that make you cry. It is a literary art form that most people do not understand and also confusing to those who do not appreciate it or cannot appreciate it. With poetry, it's either you love it or you don't. It's either you understand it or you don't. It is also a rhythmical piece of writing that has rhythm, flow, meter, and sometimes rhyme. It is also filled with emotion and expresses and shapes hidden thoughts, feelings, and untold truths. When we talk about untold truths, we're talking about things like witchcraft in the society, things like rape, things like an African woman having two husbands. There are scenarios like that, but we prefer not to talk to them. You know, aspects of race, aspects of abuse, you know, Abuse amongst ourselves, abuse in the workplace, abuse in the marriage or abuse in a relationship. You know, abuse is not just physical, it can also be emotional, you know. So it also touches on those hidden themes, those hidden truths that we prefer to sweep under the carpet. Poetry is anything you want it to be. Anything you want to say, poetry can be used as an outlet. Poetry can be a voice to the voiceless. It imitates experiences. It imitates joys. It imitates the future or desires and life. So now that we have defined what we think poetry is, let's get into how to write an actual poem. So the first thing that you do 
when you sit down to write a poem or you're in a bus going somewhere. Sometimes you start with the title. You can start with the title, right? And sometimes you can actually write your poem and then you end with the title. Or you start with a certain title and then by the time you finish your poem, you think, oh no, this is not working. And then you automatically change that. Your title can then come from you writing an entire poem and then you can then look at it and then say, no, I'm changing my what? My title. So step number one is your title. A title is very important because it'll make a reader want to delve more or want to read more or it can totally turn them off. But a title is very important because it's the first thing that your reader looks at. The, f- the person who's going to pick up your poetry anthology or pick up your poetry, that's the first thing they're going to see. Okay. And then next is what are you writing about? So how do you get to decide what you're writing about? So you actually need to have a mini brainstorm session with yourself where you write down the things that you want to talk about. For example, if it's COVID-19 that you want to talk about, you write down COVID-19. Then you list down the points of what you want to say or the things that you want to write. So you need to do a brainstorm with yourself where you like write maybe three things, three different things and what you want to write about. How you're going to start your poem, what's going to go in the middle and how you're going to end it. Are you going to end it by finishing the story if it's a story that you're outlining Or are you going to leave it hanging and leave the reader to deduce what's going to happen in the end? So because your poem is, you start with the title, followed by the first stanza, second stanza, depending on how long your poem and how you have structured it. Okay? Then comes the actual writing. You need to find a comfortable spot. Or comfortable place that you can sit. A place that has is a bit quiet, doesn't have a lot of noise. Even if it's a place with a lot of noise, you can still put it down in your phone or write it down in your notepad, depending on where you are and what you're doing. So the actual writing of the poem involves diction. How are you putting these words together as they come in your mind? As because you have done your brainstorm session, right? You have a guideline of what you want to talk about. So now comes to the actual writing. For example, let's talk about the lady with the red dress. She walked into the diner looking for a lunch, looking for lunch, right? Or she walked into the diner 
as her feet or as her shoes made a sound. Her red dress swayed. So you begin to start, you begin to start thinking in a different way. Your, sometimes your first line leads you to the next line and to the next and to the next. But when you have a guideline or a brainstorm notes, it helps you write your poem and craft your poem better. So your use of words, and then sometimes you can use similes or words that liken what you're trying to describe to something, right? She was beautiful. But when she got upset, her face looked like thunder in a storm. So these are like things that you can put in where you liken someone's behavior or someone's outlook to something, where you liken a real physical thing to something that is actually not relatable or not related to that. So after you've done your title, you've done your brainstorm, your title actually falls under your brainstorm session. So what you'll probably start with is looking for a quiet spot, you know, where you can collect your thoughts and you can just be yourself and bring all those creative juices out, right? So brainstorm, we start with a brainstorm and then you've got your title already you've got your guidelines and then you write your you write your poem so after writing your poem you then read through your poem it is very important that after you write something you read through it you read through it and then you check your grammar you see if everything's okay sometimes when you're reading through you actually change words you actually change statements you actually change a lot when you read through your poem. And after you've read through it maybe twice and just satisfied that this poem rocks or this poem is done, and then you can pass it on to someone that you trust. Someone that you definitely trust won't steal your idea or steal your work to just look at it from a different angle. And then they can probably pick out maybe grammar, or something that you haven't been looking at or that you haven't seen. So it's always important to, to give a person that you trust to read through what you've written. Sometimes a statement is in your mind or there are words in your mind. And then when you write it down, you might miss those words. And then when you give it to someone else to look at and they can pinpoint, oh, you missed out a comma there, oh... This doesn't sound grammatically correct. So you always need that, you know. So poetry, like anything, needs practice. So the more you write, the better you are at it. The more you write, the more skilled you become. And the thing with poetry is there's so many t different types of poems, you know, from a one-line poem to a, five-line poem so it's up to you the writer to then decide um which type of poetry am I going with I enjoy free verse because it's got no rules and it just allows me to be me it allows me to write as I feel as I want there are no rules so I've got 100% freedom 
on the style of poetry that I'm going to present or that I'm going to write. Sometimes when you look at a poem, it might seem as if the writer is protesting. It might seem as if the writer is in love. It might seem as if the writer is angry. Sometimes it's not necessarily a reflection of what the writer is feeling or what the writer is thinking. Sometimes it's a reflection of life itself. And when you look at poetry, it possesses a certain life with it. You know, it possesses a certain life. It possesses a certain idea, a certain ideology, you know, that should make you learn something. It teaches and also opens up your mind to new things. So the next time you sit down to create a poem or to write a poem, start by brainstorming your ideas. Have three different ideas, separate, different ideas, and then jot down. It's like your, it's like your footprint. It's like a map that you're creating for yourself, for the poetry journey you're about to get into. You know, and then after you've brainstormed, it's easier for you to then write your poem other than just thinking, okay, I want to write a poem about death. And then you just, you just start writing. Sometimes it works. You just start writing because you're in that zone, you're in that element. You start writing nonstop until you finish. It works too. Sometimes you're going to sit down and start writing and then you're going to get stuck and wonder, okay, what should I say now? So be poetic, be yourself, look for your zone, you know, your, your place where you can collect your thoughts and be single-minded and just write what is coming through and just create, you know, and let your voice be heard and let all that poetry come out. So till next time. This is the Poetry Lady. Hello. Welcome to Preggy Tales with the Poetry Lady. Dating the love of your life is just half of it. Now imagine spending every day of your life with that person. Your habits are so different. So much that you want to walk out the door sometimes or even strangle your other half. And then comes the bump. And that's a sure sign that you're not going anywhere. Having a baby is easy. The hard part comes as you look forward to the birthing after 9 or 10 months. You begin to fall in love with that beautiful being growing inside you. You begin to read stories, share laughter and even name them before anyone else. The greatest part is always having that one friend that'll always take you out for ice cream or spoil you with chocolate. Just to put a smile on your face. The thing is, as your bump grows, your body grows. You've got more scars and pimples. You can't bend over as much as you used to. Bathing is now a challenge. Sleeping is a challenge. I mean, getting the perfect sleeping position is like the hardest thing. And then the nausea and the stretch marks. And then all that crazy... You've got visit to the gyna. And my personal favorite part was shopping for baby clothes. You know, 
If it's a girl, you're looking for little pinks and cute stuff. If it's a girl, you're looking for blues, you know, and then comes the hospital bills and labor. You know, my first labor experience was so hectic. OMG. I like didn't have a clue what it would feel like when baby was coming. And you know what they say that um, when you're in labor, there's some level of insanity that just comes over you, you know. And I totally agree. Although I'm a bit embarrassed because I went through induction with my first baby. And boy, was it painful. And it didn't work. And then the next day I had to be put on a drip. So the thing with the drip is it's continuous pain. You don't have breaks. And you can only get like two jabs, two painkiller jabs. That make you sleep. But as soon as the drug wears off, oof, the pain is back. So I was at that point where the baby was about to come. And the drip was now itching and I pulled it out and there was practically blood everywhere and totally jumped off the bed. I just thank God for a safe delivery because, whew, that was hectic. And then when I saw them dragging in the, um, there's that thing, what's that thing called? <laughs> that thing where... Exactly, the vacuum extractor. When I saw them pull in the vacuum extractor, I was like, phew, thank you, Jesus. So, baby came out. I had to push a bit. The baby came out. I was tired, and then the shivers came. And they piled blankets on top of me, brought me a cup of coffee. I was just glad. And then the stitches, OMG, the stitches, yeah. So, I was just glad that... My baby was delivered, you know, and my baby was so light. He was like almost yellow and everyone was just so worried, you know, and wow. Yeah. Six years later, I had a second baby. Well, this one was a breeze with God's help, of course. And the thing is, I was on WhatsApp the whole time and... Just before the baby was born, I like had a prayer with my big sister and she was like, you know what? We pray for Jesus to be in the labor room. We pray for Jesus to deliver the baby. And that Jesus did deliver the baby. You know, Jesus took over. Jesus took the wheel that day. And just thinking about it, you know, just makes me want to jump onto number three. And at the end of the day, it's a bit painful but there's so much joy in the process. There's so much joy when your bundle arrives. There's so much joy in being a mother. And you know, when you're pregnant, you're not really thinking about much. You're eating right. You're exercising. Sometimes you're tired. Sometimes you sleep so much. Sometimes you're so grumpy and you're shouting at everybody. But the joy that comes from being a mother is amazing the joy that comes from holding that baby is just amazing even after the baby is born 
when you begin to nurse the baby, when you begin to feed the baby and watch the baby grow, and you're like, wow, OMG, this is my little person, my little angel, my princess, you know? For my first pregnancy, I was not sure what I was doing. I was not sure when the baby would come or what would I feel when the baby comes. I wasn't sure about a lot of things. But then by the time I had my second baby, I was sure and I could actually time and be like, okay, this is happening now. Okay, this is what I'm feeling. Is the pain going to be more? Is the pain going to be less? So you find that after you get the stitches done, and when it's time to pee, to go to the toilet, sometimes it's really difficult. Okay, not sometimes. It's actually difficult, especially if you've just given birth. And um, sometimes you actually have to put water in a bucket or pee in a strategic, <laughs> from a strategic angle. And then you find that the, um, the salt... The salt bath actually does wonders. It actually works. It actually heals faster. And as your body is healing and as you are feeding the baby and getting into the baby's schedule, you know, you're, you're getting into that mode where you're feeding the baby. When the baby sleeps, you sleep so that you regain your strength so that when the baby wakes up again and you need to feed them and then you need to exercise as well to get your body back to the way it was. You know, sometimes the baby fat remains and you just keep expanding and expanding and then you get to a point where you feel fat and ugly and you're like, I need to lose this weight. And then you start thinking about it. And then sometimes you're so hungry, you need to eat so that you make milk for the child. But at the same time, you want to go on a diet and you want to get slim. So in the end, you find out that that little person is more important than anything. Every second they make a sound or they move, you want to see it. You want to capture it on camera. You want to capture it on video and store it forever. Being a mom is an amazing thing. It is. It's it's a joy because when you're holding your baby in your hands and then your brothers come, your sisters, the grannies come, it's such an amazing process and you have so many people to help you, you know, from the nurses to everybody, depending on where, where you give birth. So being pregnant is amazing. I wouldn't mind being pregnant again, by the way. So, till next time, it's the Poetry Lady. Hello, hello, hello. I'm the Poetry Lady, and welcome to my podcast. My vision is to keep art, dreams, and poetry alive, and also give platforms to more young poets and writers to dream, grow, and find their feed. My podcast will help you learn, understand poetry, what makes poets tick, creativity, and everything in between.
Hello, hello, hello. I'm the Poetry Lady and welcome to my podcast. My vision is to keep art, dreams and poetry alive and also give platforms to more young poets and writers to dream, grow and find their feed. My podcast will help you learn, understand poetry, what makes poets tick, creativity and everything in between. Hello, hello, hello. I'm the Poetry Lady and welcome to my podcast. My vision is to keep art, dreams and poetry alive and also give platforms to more young poets and writers to dream, grow and find their feed. My podcast will help you learn, understand poetry, what makes poets tick, creativity and everything in between. Hello, hello, hello. I'm the Poetry Lady and welcome to my podcast. My vision is to keep art, dreams and poetry alive and also give platforms to more young poets and writers to dream, grow and find their feed. My podcast will help you learn, understand poetry, what makes poets tick, creativity and everything in between. Hello, hello, hello. I'm the Poetry Lady and welcome to my podcast. My vision is to keep art, dreams and poetry alive and also give platforms to more young poets and writers to dream, grow and find their feed. My podcast will help you learn, understand poetry, what makes poets tick, creativity and everything in between. Hello, hello, hello. I'm the Poetry Lady and welcome to my podcast. My vision is to keep art, dreams and poetry alive and also give platforms to more young poets and writers to dream, grow and find their feed. My podcast will help you learn, understand poetry, what makes poets tick, creativity and everything in between. Hello, hello, hello. I'm the Poetry Lady and welcome to my podcast. My vision is to keep art, dreams and poetry alive and also give platforms to more young poets and writers to dream, grow and find their feed. My podcast will help you learn, understand poetry, what makes poets tick, creativity and everything in between.
Hello, hello, hello. I'm the Poetry Lady and welcome to my podcast. My vision is to keep art, dreams and poetry alive and also give platforms to more young poets and writers to dream, grow and find their feed. My podcast will help you learn, understand poetry, what makes poets tick, creativity and everything in between.